Thank you for joining us at uh, Beerfish Fanatics. And this episode is actually brought to you by Whisker Seeker Tackle. So make sure you guys go to whiskerseeker.com for all your catfishing gear. Enjoy the episode, guys. All right, man. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beerfish Fanatics. This is Grandy with My Pop Fishing. We got kit with the fishing kit youtube channel and today we're on the casting couch here up in Anthony. <laughs> uh, it's uh it's a little interesting but no we're actually up here on site we're actually at uh, mistress brewing company up here in ankeny iowa and we're joined today by a fellow local fisherman mr good way ryan good way to put it mr ryan likens here he's joining us um aka also known as hot guy in my For, former yeah, life. Formerly yep. known as formerly known. retired local Iowa YouTuber guy. So we'll, we'll, we'll jump into that a little bit, and uh, we'll actually we have a few questions for you, but thanks for joining us, man. Cheers. Absolutely. Cheers, cheers, cheers. 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 Cheers, guys. So I feel honored to be in the same podcast as Jay Siemens, <laughs> Ross Peterson, two of the guys that I listen to or watch every day. There you go. And I, I'm drinking, uh, this is called, so this place is called Mr.'s Brewing Company. Uh, their names of their beers are, are pretty interesting. Uh, the one I'm drinking is called Caught Red Handed. It's a IPA red, 6% alcohol content. What you got, Kit? What did you choose to drink? You chose to, you chose to drink a, a, a sneeze. I got the, the Sadie, at least, like Sadie. a seasonal. Gotcha. It says the one I wanted, the Bam Bam, I guess they were out. Well, and you got the, the Blonde Ale? The Blonde Ale. Yep. There we go. There you Branching go. out. A little different than my usual bush light, but... It's good. Right. I enjoy it. We're, we're, we're breaking his uh, cherry into the craft world. It's like bush, bush light with a little love in there. Right. It's a fancy <laughs> bush light is how I can describe that. Fancy bush light. I like that. Yes, that's kind of true. Uh, so just kind of let everybody know today, you know, Ryan and I, we, we wanted to fish. Obviously, we don't have the uh, the luxury of the gentleman over here. He, he, he just literally got off the lake today fishing. So. You While do? there's snow on the ground. While there's snow, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> and it's, it's almost it's, April. It's April and it's like snow on the ground here. Not, you know, go figure it's Iowa. But how'd you do, man? Um, froze because it was like 35 degrees. My, like when I was driving up there, my truck said 33. I was like, 33? That can't be right. Yeah, it's March 31st. We got, what, two inches of snow last night? It was coming down good, too. Like it, I live on the east side. I think it was like certain spots. It felt like it was like four inches, dude. It's crazy. And tomorrow's April 1st, right? There you right. go. Yeah. We almost got April Fool's right. by Mother Nature. <laughs> um, well, I went to the windblown side. I've been on I've been on like a catfish kick lately. And uh, I actually took Ryan out for the first time. And um, Very windy. Very windy. <laughs> Today wasn't as windy, but it was a lot colder than that day. And I'm thinking like, uh, the wind's blown over here. Hopefully the snow didn't really mess, it, mess up the bite, but... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get one bite. I I fished like the spot we fished, mm-hmm. and then moved to the left a little bit more. I probably spent a little over twenty minutes in each spot, not a bite. And then could know. be those shad you've had sitting in your car for how many days now? Uh, a few days. <laughs> a few, a few days. days. I've been I've been <laughs> I've been uh, freezing. You know, like three or four at a time, and I'll take them out as I need them. But they're not the freshest bait on earth. But we did pretty good that one day, though. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't fished in like two and a half, three weeks. And if uh, you guys 
follow my YouTube channel. I probably won't have a video, guys, this week. I don't know. Well, when we release this, will be after anyways. But, yeah, it's uh, I've been uh, in a household of sick kids and a sick wife, so I haven't had sh shit to do except sports cards at home. <laughs> so I've been on that kick. I haven't been able to go out and fish, so hopefully I can get out this week. I need a timeout. I got to blow my damn nose, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all here sniffling. Come Where, on, where's the uh, I don't know. I think it's over here to the right, maybe. If not, it's back there. One of them. We edited it out, hopefully. Maybe we'll just leave it in. Freaking idiot. <laughs> maybe he's allergic to that beer. He started sneezing after he started drinking it. No. Or or it's because he was fishing in 30-degree weather. <clears throat> Genius. That could, that could be playing a role as well. Snows on the ground. That day we were out there, dude. Last or Was it earlier this week? Last week. That was the windiest I've ever fished in for that period of time. I mean, dude, it was like 40 mile an hour sustained wind, 60 mile an hour gust. We were literally having to like stand like this into the wind so we didn't get blown over. I mean, it was. No, I, I know that day. I was like, yeah, I was thinking of going. And then I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm 30, you know, to fish in 35 miles an hour winds, no. But but then, like he said, you guys were catching. We so. were catching. Well, well he was catching. I, I caught three. Yeah. He caught 30. But. I wanted to catch one or two, so I beat my goal that day. So there you go. So I was grateful, but yeah, uh, I no way I was going to go fishing that weather. I was like, ah, it's so windy. I would have been knowing me. I would have cast into the wind. Something would have happened. Hook would have hooked somebody or something. Right. right. Out of, it's just that's just the story of my life, man. All right, we got fishing kid. He's back after his nose blow. Oh, you should have brought an extra tissue, man. I should have, but whatever. That. But anyway, so uh, he didn't do too well today, but he's been on a catfish uh, kick. So go, make sure you guys check out his channel and everything, though, because I'm pretty sure you'll have the catfishing scenes coming up here pretty soon. Uh, maybe maybe too much catfish. Oh, so you've be... been catching a lot lately. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. But you don't have to fight against the masses True. going for walleyes right now. That's right. True. Got the whole lake to myself at this uh, particular body yeah. of water. Secret. Secret. There you go. So, so we, we we had uh Ryan here to join us because, you know, obviously, I actually I was a fan of your your channel and everything, and you know, I was hoping you'd record one day here sometime soon. I I, I kind of look back at the last video he had, uh, it's like three years ago, three plus years ago. I so. think it was fall or no, it was winter of twenty nineteen. So, or twenty eighteen. It would have been going into twenty nineteen. So go. it's been three it's years. Been three years. So, but I mean, you have amazing local knowledge in regards to fishing and everything so you know we plus you know we're, we're friends and, and just wanted to get you on the podcast but uh my my biggest thing is like um what you know obviously we're in spring well with the snow underground i guess spring whatever it feels like winter should so. be spring should be spring but i mean what would you recommend to anybody who's in the midwest you know because i you know pretty much everybody in the midwest has the same pretty much i would say weather is us obviously you know or similar yeah but what would you say like if you're in local iowa and everything what what's your I guess your game plan what, what are you looking to do when it's kind of early spring this is early spring right yeah. it's really yeah. hard it's technically spring yeah. yeah it this time of year is really hard um right after ice out most of the fish are where they were during ice and a lot of times there's still ice on the lake or too thin of ice to fish the ice but there's too much ice to get your boat out on the lake to get over those spots where they were. This, in my experiences anyways. Right. Um, you know, the later in spring it gets and you can start fishing your rivers for walleye. It's, you know, it's pretty common knowledge, but I honestly, I struggle early in the spring and I always have around here, especially. 
Um, you know, you can hit the rivers, get your walleyes, but I'm waiting a couple more weeks before I really start targeting fish on the boat and expecting to catch more fish as well. <laughs> if that if that's a good answer to that question. I struggle early spring. I don't I just want to catch a lot of fish this time of year. What what uh what species are you targeting early spring or spring, I guess? Walleye. And then when the war- when the water starts to warm, of course, bass will start pushing up, crappie will start pushing up. So during that transition is where I'll start, you know, targeting crappie more. They'll be moving from their deep holes up shallow. The bass will start moving up to your rocky points. They'll start moving up shallower. They become a lot more accessible, you know, the warmer the water gets. Yeah. And uh, I've been trying to bring Ryan to the light. I took him out catfishing. I mentioned that earlier. Apparently catfishing. So I, I, I did catch some catfish Saturday, and that's something I've never targeted in the spring. I didn't know how to target them, but you showed me the way. Yeah. Um, I just can't catch shad now. <laughs> right. Uh, the thing is, I think that's another good fish to target right when the ice comes off. Because uh, I've been watching that body of water. I know a guy that lives in that area. And I messaged him like, hey, let me know once it opens up. And then there was this one day, it basically opened up, but I went out and there was still like big chunks of ice floating around on the ice. And I, I was starting to catch catfish. So the ice basically broke up maybe that morning or the day before and the catfish were already starting to bite again. How much longer do you think we have to target those cats, ice out cats, I guess you would say? Would you say? Depends on the body of water, really, because okay. different lakes thaw out at different rates and warm up at different rates. Because that body of water is super shallow, so it'll, it'll warm up fast. Right. These bigger lakes, I haven't really tried, like... I'll just throw Sailorville and Red Rock out there because those are our two big main lakes. I haven't really tried the ice out bite on them because it's just more water to cover. And usually with the ice out bite, you want to keep moving until you find fish because mm-hmm. the fish are kind of, they're not roaming around like crazy. So it's not like summertime where you throw out a few baits and they'll come from, right. you know, how who knows how far, hundreds of yards or whatever. But this is wintertime, they're kind of just focused in certain areas. But if you could find where that is, you catch a pile of them. You did, did with your one rod that day. Yeah, that, that was one crazy. Rod. We had, what, six rods lined up? No, five. You had three, I had two. He had one rod on the far left, and it caught 10 to 1 yeah. than any other rod. Just that far left one. Did you use any specific lure or a bait on that one, or was it all, all the same, same baits? So, but for some reason, that one yeah, it was just was in the right spot. Right spot? Hmm. Interesting. I've noticed when I've caught cats through the ice, they seem to congregate. So I wonder if you know your left one just happened to be right where they're congregating. I think it's kind of the same thing as the ice cats, like fishing for them through the ice. Sure. You find a pile of them. What would you guys say? Okay, so uh, this was a question I think I saw somebody post on, I don't know, one of the social medias. But what would you guys say is like, um, so a novice fisherman, someone like me or just somebody who's just getting into fishing. What's the, I guess, what's the one or whatever biggest mistake you see new or novice fishermen do during spring or coming into spring or coming into fall or, or summer, whatever the case may be? What do you guys, do you guys, you have to notice something, right? Something. I would say in the spring, I notice people getting discouraged like at this time of the year because it is hard to catch fish sometimes this time of year. Yeah. Um, people are getting in, you know, they're going to these dams on the river. They go to, for example, in our area, Sailorville Dam. You, know, you see people catch fish down there. You see it on Facebook. You see it on social media. They go down there. They catch nothing. They get snags. I see a lot of people getting discouraged this time of year because fishing is tough. So I would, uh, my best advice would be just to hang in there. 
good fishing is on the way. The water temperatures are, water temperatures are going to raise up, and you're going to catch more fish. My turn? You, yeah. What do you see as the biggest mistake or that you know, a novice person or a beginning fisherman does when it comes to springtime or like early, early spring? Or just spring I or, think, or any time at all? Well, I guess like this time of year. I think people fish too fast, like too aggressive. Mm. Like they'll cast out a, like a spoon or a, or a twister tail. Or, yeah, or a twister tail or whatever. And they're, like, burning it in. Like, right now, you want to fish slow. The water's still cold. You just want to slow everything down. And I'd see people just out there with, like, aggressive baits just burning it in. I mean, maybe they had success with it before. But I think I think that's one thing I see that a lot of, like, For sure. newbies do. I think I was, I'm one, I, I was one of them. I learned that. I think I learned from you and Spencer a lot to slow down my reeling. You know what I mean? Just I, slow it down. I reel as little as possible. Yeah. Like, I'm just picking up the slack in my mind. If I'm fishing the river, yeah, I'm, like, rarely ever reeling in. Like, okay, I'm just letting it drift down the river. And if I have too, if I have too much slack, that's as much as I'm reeling up. Just just to pick up the slack, and that's it. Yeah. No, very, it's a it's a great tidbit because, like I said, when I was really starting getting into fishing, I was. I, was, I think it's one of those things when if you're, you don't get it, get out as much or if you're novice or you just really started getting into fishing you're excited man you're out there and then you know you're casting you're just like can't wait till the fish hit this thing you know and you're just reeling it in and you're just burning it but like you said i think it's you slow down i think that's what i started to do a lot at least the last couple of years for sure helped me a lot i think but, but summertime when like the fish are super aggressive you could, like burn in a oh, yeah. cast master they'll like those yep. white bass they'll yep. freaking smoke the it and the white bass you're yep. constantly just going yep. do you okay my my other i guess question or, or thoughts are on that is that okay so a lot of novice or, or people who just really starting getting into fishing they they're i don't know who recommends it to them but they start spending tons of money on gear like at, at first when i really started getting into fishing whether it's ice fishing or just open water i started spending a lot of money on like the most i would say the most expensive but it's really freaking expensive rods and reels right and then I come to find out, or I come to honestly feel that I really didn't need to spend that three hundred dollar on that rod, or or two hundred dollar on that that reel, and have a five hundred dollar setup. You know what I mean? And I'm wondering. And then five hundred dollars, jeez. Yeah, that's what I you know. When I jumped into it, I was just like, I, I it is the you know the the rods are two hundred and fifty bucks. The reels are two hundred bucks. Two hundred fifty bucks. It's five hundred dollars. Like you just, but you're you're looking at me like. You don't need that. But a lot of people, I, I don't know if it's because their friends and family talk them into it or... I think a lot of it has to do with a lot of these new fishermen, they're watching, <clears throat> they get a lot of their new knowledge off of YouTube. So you go to your biggest guys on YouTube, you look at the Guggen Squad, you look at these guys, they have top of the line gear. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of the stuff that you're seeing on YouTube, you see all this top of the line gear, it looks flashy, it looks fancy. You know, they're promoting all this flashy, fancy gear. And I think that's how people, they want to look cool. They want yeah, to then, you know you what know, I mean? And then one one friend is like, oh, he just got like a $200 <laughs> Right, up. right. It's like a like, vicious circle. Yeah. Does it, I mean, okay, so this thing, it, it does make a little bit of a difference. Yes, no. I mean. 100% it makes a difference. But you don't need expensive gear to catch, to catch fish. Okay. To catch fish. That makes sense. I think you reach a point of like diminishing returns. There right. You know? Like your brother-in-law, he's spending 
a shit ton of money. Yeah. I'm like, like he's, he's uh trying to get me to like upgrade to to uh, his rods. His he's probably spends like four or five hundred bucks on a rod, minimum. And well, which, which, which brother though? Which John. Brother love? John. John. He spends eight hundred, dude. Well, whatever. Yeah. In I'm, a few hundreds. I'm just like, and I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't see the point. I mean, he's like, yeah, I can cast all day, super loud, I don't get tired. Like, but for that much money, it, you know, it better, you better like feel like you cast all day. But I think you, once you reach a certain price point, like for me, a hundred bucks for a rod is like. I was going to say that's the magic number. Yeah. So I've had a lot of low end gear and I've had a lot of high, high end gear. Once you get into the realm of the $100 rod and reel, that's where you get to the next level. Yeah, that's like the sweet spot. That is the sweet spot. I would say 100 to $150 in that area. There's a bunch of options. I, so this But is, you don't need it, though. You don't. You can go it, get a $20 reel and a $20 rod and catch just as many fish. You can get a but stick. But it's all about comfort. You know, you can get yeah. a lot of your more expensive reels and rods will be lighter. So they're more comfortable. If you're going to be fishing all day, you mm-hmm. you will notice a difference in that. You will notice a difference in smoothness. Sensitivity. But I've caught some of my biggest fish on super cheap rods. This is my th- That's why I'm like, okay, I already spent the money on these rods, so I got it already. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm already invested, whatever. If I could go back and change, I would have. You know what I mean? Like, I already have it now. But what I would tell anybody who's getting I mean, there's no need for you to spend $250, 300 on the rod. You really don't. Especially if... If you are only fishing maybe once a week or maybe twice a month, something like that, there's really no need. And then the other thing is if you start spending that type of money on these rods, this is what I noticed. Shit, man, you don't want to lay that shit down. And then That's the problem, you get one nice combo and then you pick up your cheaper one and it's heavier. It's not as smooth. You don't even and want you're like, oh. You don't want to even put your, your your combo down on the ground. Right. You don't you, you don't even want oh, to Oh, you're like, worried about scratching yeah, you're scratching about, it, getting yeah, dirt, scratches. Like, yep. So so my thoughts are like, if, if, if I had a, right now, if I would have had like a hundred dollar rod and maybe a $50 reel, I mean, would I really care about, you know what I'm saying? If I'm laying it on the ground to change the lure or pick up a fish. But right now, the crazy thing is, man, it's like a $500 setup every time I'm touching. And then I'm thinking that I'm reeling in this fish and trying to unhook it. Like I'm looking around for where to lay it down. I'm not right. even, con- you know what I'm saying? I'm not even focusing on taking the hook out of the fish. I'm so worried about dinging this freaking rod that's five hundred dollars on the ground or getting shit on it I'm like because you're always usually in bad situations you're on yes. rocks you're yeah. on a bunch of rocks and you're trying to set yeah. it down like you're below a dam exactly. and you want your rod to like lean on someone so it doesn't come crashing on you want to scratch the reel yeah i get it i'm kind of a real nut so yeah. i have cases for all my reels see but but and when you're really just, into fishing and not oh, when I you know. have that fish you're like all right where am i putting a rod versus you're not even focused on taking the fish off the hook you're just so busy like i don't want to just lay this on the ground i know see and that's where i got to the point i'm like that's where I, I I felt like you know what I'm at that point where I don't even care I have a five hundred dollars setup whatever now I'm at that point where if I get to fish, I'm, whatever I'm getting that fish off whatever if I have Man, to get rich a new, guy if I have to get a new set no because I already invested in it you know it's not like I can go back out of it now right so but if I have to get a new setup I can guarantee you right now I won't even come close to spinning that I mean it's it's lesson learned in a way the problem is we need to talk to someone in the government about this. <laughs> Right when spring fishing is starting is when you get your tax returns. So I recently made a purchase Uh-oh. with that money that is a little more on the higher end, but it's it's great. But you get this influx of money right when all this new fishing gear is coming out. It's not fair. We need to get we need to get it changed. But you you have a boat, so it's a little bit different Excuse because me. because when you're fishing off your boat, 
eh, you, you're not worried too much. It's, it's the shore fishing that sucks if yep. you have expensive gear. That's 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 my thoughts. I was just like, or a kayak. Even if you have a kayak, I'm, like, I'm not even worried because you know you're holding the rod and reel anyway, so it's not a big deal. But it's when because we're we're shore anglers. What at least seventy percent of the time, would you say? Oh. Or do you think you're less? Short. I'm a lot less now, but I used now. to be all short. Like yeah. when I was making my YouTube videos, it was all on short. Yeah, all of it. How about you now? Since you had your yak and everything, what would you say your shore versus kayak or boat fishing? Boat fishing, you fished the out of the boat most last year because he had a boat and Saki had a boat. Yeah, I was like I could count how many times on one hand how many times I was on the boat until last year. Right? Like I'm basically bank fishing. I'd probably say. 70 to 80 and then maybe a handful of times on somebody's boat and then the rest is uh the, on the kayak right. see so you're still a, a shore fisherman quite a bit yeah you would say something about that i mean i don't know, I don't know. i'm getting to the point where i'm like going the opposite way i'm going like cheaper and cheaper that's what i'm saying like, i've been using these cast king reels like okay 20 30 bucks all right if it sucks i'm only out like 20 bucks and then, I mean, unless it's like total crap, you know, it's not ter- it's not a terrible reel. Well, I ran into that issue this ice season. I, I, I purchased, I don't know if I want to name the company or not. We can beep it out later. But Some other company. P- Pissy Fun. And I bought their ice reel. It sucks, bro. Like, like what sucks about it? It's like, okay, when I was out fishing, it's just like frozen. It's just, it's not smooth. And um, it just sucked. It just wasn't smooth when I was trying to reel in just a freaking small ass bluegill. It's just like kind of sticky because it was cold out, but it just didn't feel really good. It wasn't smooth. And then when I opened up the, you know, uh, the bale to, to let the, it's just what, it just, it, it sucked. I felt like, I don't know, because it was like 15, 20 bucks. I like, give it a shot. I don't think I'll do it again. Yeah, that's kind of like on the low end. Yeah, like yeah, and I wouldn't necessarily say for an ice reel. For an ice reel, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that is gonna be the problem on every reel though, because I have bought, I actually bought a Daiwa, a baitcaster, I think it was the Tatula SV, like two weeks ago, out of box, super loud, wouldn't cast right, the thumb bar stuck, that was right out of the box. So I think a lot of times. You know, when they're mass producing these reels, there's going to be a reel here and there. They're going to have true. issues. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of good videos on those pissy funds, but yeah. then I've seen bad videos on them. It's just kind of a it's a gamble, especially with those mass produced, you know, Chinese yeah. branded reels. But Chinese? probably so made in China, China yeah. or Malaysia or somewhere. There. A lot of Shimano's are made in Malaysia. Yeah. And, that's what know, I saw. They actually. Yeah. Shimano and Daiwa. Fun fact here. Are the only real brands that have their own standalone manufacturing really? facilities. So, like your Luz, your what are some other brands? Luz, Abu, Abu, Fluger. A lot of those are made from one company and basically rebranded, repainted, different paint jobs, yeah, different so they things to them. Subcontract that. Shit yeah. Out so there's there's companies like Doyo that makes like seven different brands of Ron reels are just tweaked a little bit differently, but a lot of their parts are interchangeable. Mm. It's pretty cool. Or, I mean, interesting, I yeah. should say. But, but you said Shimano and... Uh, Daiwa. Daiwa, they're only two. Yeah. Which, I could, I could see that. that they have their own... Everything they do is on their own. Hmm. 
Interesting. So. That's a good. That's a good yeah. tidbit to know. Or it was four years ago. It was. It might have changed, but might have changed. It used to be. Right. Hold on. I'm a big Shimano fan. I mean, I do I have a diary. I'm a huge Shimano fan. Boy. I mean, every, huge. A lot of people. Which I, I don't know if there's anybody that doesn't like Shimano, really. With reels or... You have your Daiwa fanboys that yeah. hate on Shimano. Well, that's but. well, that's just dumb, being a fanboy <laughs> of anything. <laughs> Agreed on that. It's true. I'm with you. I, I've never had an incident or an issue with Shimano. Rods or reels. Che- I mean, I, I could go... With, I mean, I guess the cheapest... Low end uh, Shimano reel I use is the Sienna. That's you, a great reel for thirty dollars. I, I use that on all my ice it's a, reels. It's a great reel for thirty. Open water too. If someone's washing, they need you know cheap entry level gear. Thirty bucks for a Sienna. It's one of the most solid reels ever made. I agree with you. And then you can if you replace the the carbon uh, washers on it, it's, it smooths out the drag too. I don't know if anybody you've ever done that or not. It makes a big difference. I haven't. I think so. I, I think it makes a huge difference on those, especially the ice rods for some reason, like the, the drag, especially when you catch wipers, man, especially you. You need a good, good drag system. Yeah, those you bad do boys. Need a they'll, good they'll burn them out. Good. Yeah. So, so that's the one thing that I know is because we here, we, we like to fish for wipers and everything. You got to have a good drag system on your reel, man. Mm. Should yes. we uh, take a little break before we, because I want to jump into wipers. Okay. But well, I think we should take a little break. Take, should I stop or uh, I'll stop it? We'll right. should. Just stop it. Yeah, stop it. Uh, we probably throw in like a commercial. This episode is brought to you by Kelowna Brewing Company. If you live in Eastern Iowa, make sure to swing by Kelowna Brewing Company's tap room. Amazing food and amazing craft beer. If you live in Central Iowa or in the Midwest, swing by your local supermarket and see if they carry the Kelowna Brewing Company line of beer. And also swing by your local restaurants, local bars, see if they have Kelowna Brewing Companies on tap. If not, make sure you guys request it. You, I kid you not, you won't regret that. Other than that, enjoy this episode, guys. Uh, I'm doing this one. What am I doing here? I'm doing the uh, the half, the Trumer Fro. So I am once again doing the blonde ale. Blonde. <laughs> You're doing the blonde. It's awesome. I, I tried to branch out there a little bit. I tried the one. <laughs> Which one did you have him try? Uh, it wasn't the, the one. No, the one she gave me a sample. Oh, I'm like, she. That was her that I tried to have. Oh, yeah, it was, it, it was a stronger ale on the bottom there. I don't know. Was it the strong American ale? Yep, that's what that's she tried to have him try. Yeah, I just see you. You talk about the bitterness, and I thought that one was way more bitter than this blonde one was. See, the what blonde was, is rated at twenty-one. What's, what's the IBU? Twelve for the strong American ale. Should be less bitter, but but it's stronger, so you probably have a a, a bolder taste to it. You see what I'm saying? So you, you you're not going to get the hops, but you're going to get a bolder, right? Like stronger sugary taste, right? Heavier, heavier. Oh, I got, I got the American Amber, Mistress Amber. Right. But all right, we're back. Cheers, guys. Have a drink. Um, we're gonna talk about wipers. So uh, jump into it, Kit. Tell me, because right now, obviously, springtime Iowa, not really any wipers going on. I don't know unless somebody. Not knows. yet. It'll be I, soon. Soon. Very soon. So, what are your uh, ambitious ambitions of of wiper season this year? What are you? Uh, what are you guys looking forward to in regards to that? Go ahead, Ryan. You first. Hybrid tripe bass in, in case Mark's I'm just listening. looking Sorry. to hit them like I did last year, to be honest. Okay. I mean, I had a phenomenal year last year. Um, the spot that me and you were both thinking of, that should be heating up here pretty soon. I want to say like two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Is my thinking. Yep. Um, target a more top water. 
this one I like to do more this year. I really started doing that hot and heavy last year. Mm -hmm. um, catch them kind of mid-summer when they start schooling on those shad, start busting top water, you know, yeah. about a half hour before the sun goes down. I'd like to do that more. Um, I think that's probably the most exciting fishing you can find in this state, to be completely honest. Yeah. On a regular basis, anyways. Like, yeah, catching a muskie might be more exciting, but easily accessible, really exciting bite wipers in the summer yeah you can't go and catch like 20 muskies but you go out right. and catch 20 wipers right and, and every single one is like exciting yes yeah. <laughs> I, th I think uh let me know when you go because I, I you know my goal like i was telling everybody was like i really want to be able to catch a wiper on a on a fly rod i think that's my i don't know it's maybe a little bit too ambitious because i haven't even really fly fished yet so <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm just picturing us three on my boat right now, and the wipers <laughs> jumping everywhere, and you like slinging around a fly, Take catching it. him in the ear. <laughs> you know? I, well, it, it'd have to be a topwater bite, I would imagine. For sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, but if we can find that, I would just like to at least catch one. Just try, just to see how. That would be a ball. How would I fight it? I don't even know how to. I've been watching a lot of videos lately on YouTube, like how people fight big fish on the fly rod. It's like. It's pretty intense, man. You got the uh, like the, the the weighted the line, or you got you got the fly gear rated for a big fish. No, it's just a regular five weight. Well, five Medium. weight's kind of like middle tier. Yeah, yeah, five weight you should it, be able it to. should be able to, but that's just that's all I got. I mean, problem is just, those reels they're just kind of like a, a one to one gear ratio, right? Yeah, there's no basically. Reel. Yeah, and a lot of times they make runs at you, so I mean you're gonna have to like. Yeah, it'll be interesting. That's I want to see it. It's gonna be that's why I'm good. like. I don't know. I mean, is there something new? I want to oh, try and, and see if I can can do it. You're probably better off like stripping the line towards you, opposed For, to reeling. Probably. In. But you, but, yeah. What do I know? I don't. I don't know, Jack. About I'm going to stick to my spinning reels. Yeah, <laughs> spinning and bait casting, <laughs> right? And bait casting. Yeah. No, I want. No, that I, would be fun. I, I want to watch you. Do I just want to try. I don't know. I've never done it, and you know, fly fishing looks looks interesting enough for me to try this year and jump. Have into you fly fish before? No. I just bought all the gear last year towards the end, because uh, we went to uh, we did a podcast with Rod and Rivet. <laughs> Kevin Rod out and there. Rivet, and they hooked me up with you know the setup and everything and what uh, what I should get to get started and everything. So I'm excited. I didn't get a chance to use it at all last year. I mean, I went out one time and it was a disaster. Uh, I went out with uh, what's his name, the other guy that was on. Kirby. Kirby. Kirby showed me. And, I mean, I can I can see him right now. He's he was really nice because. If it was me watching somebody try to do that, I would have been laughing my ass off. Right. And, you know. But he's he was, a guide, though. Yeah. He, yeah. he was kind of helping me a little bit to kind of really understand it. And, um, yeah, you guys are going to see me struggle this year probably. Pretty sure I'm going to do some videos. But, it's you know, it's just something new. I just want to try something a little bit different, a little new. I, I do want to catch white bass and wipers on the fly. See? It would be fun. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I, know, I don't know how much time I'm, I'm going to dedicate to it. But have you fly fished? Yeah. I, I have a fly set up. Yeah, I think the biggest biggest fish I caught on a fly ride was like a 20-inch trout. So okay. That's not bad. That's, that's an okay trout, especially oh, yeah. for Iowa. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I but, dabbled in fly fishing for like two months, and I just I gave up on it. So for someone that is like, like myself that I love to catch wipers and hybrid striped bass, like, okay, how do I know when the bite is on? You know, When you're saying? catching them, that's when the bite's on. Well, no shit, but... <laughs> Um, when 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 would you recommend start targeting them? Like you said, to like mid spring. So in a couple weeks, the area that we are thinking of, it's kind of the deeper area of the lake. 
And last year, at least what I was doing is we would throw baits out on the bottom. Yeah. So I think they're still, you know, kind of slower moving, still sitting out a little bit deeper. Um, but once again, when, the more the water temperature raises, the more those new shatter to be popping out, the more they're going to be going shallower, chasing them. But I would say right now, it's like he was mentioning earlier, it's kind of low and slow. They're still a little deeper. Yeah. Put a bait on the bottom, let it sit there. With the secret bait. With the secret bait. <laughs> so sure. that may or may not be in one of his videos. Yeah. yeah. So that you have to go back and find out. Yeah, you got to do some research. You yeah. Go through my videos. Yep. He won't tell uh, you. We, we won't mention it. That's here. a promotion for you. Go back and watch every single fishing kit video until you find it. Yep. And you know what? I'll, I'll throw that in, man. If you guys find it, whoever the first one who responds and comments the secret bait, send send you guys a beer fish fanatic cup or something. Yeah. Ryan was the one that got me on it. And okay. Like. When I first heard about it, I was like, no way. And then we went out there and like, yeah. oh my God. And I think you let me catch a couple before you finally made the switch. <laughs> yeah. and you're, like, you're like, okay, yeah. I have to Because I was them. using like uh, like uh, swim baits and yeah. stuff. I was using the typical the typical stuff. And like, all right, man, this guy's catching fish. I got I to gotta switch it over. And that was shore fishing, right? That was on the boat. It was we on were, the boat. We were in a boat, oh, but we okay. were fishing the same exact spot. Yep. We gotcha. shore fished too. Yeah. So it was it was deeper. And we were, we were, I think we were trolling in the boat, but super yeah. slow. Yeah. So, I mean, right now it's just kind of a, it's almost like catfishing, really. Yeah. For the wiper now. You cast out a bait, you let it sit. Mm. Yeah, normally with wipers, you're thinking, you know, you're throwing out big baits mm-hmm. or not necessarily big baits. Or like a shad, shad imitating like a bait. a shad yep. type of bait. But this secret bait, we'll, we'll tell you that much. It, it doesn't look like a shad. <laughs> and you wouldn't think, like, it's not the first thing that would pop in your head if you're going to target wipers. Right. Not even close. Probably not even the top 20 things you would guess. Right. So dig through my videos. Yep. You'll Com- see exactly what to do. Yep. Comment and let us know. Send you guys something special. First person who does it. There you go. See, another thing I want to do is uh, I want to catch more wipers on the kayak this year. Okay. I mean, I've been doing okay, though. Like, last Actually, last year I did all right with wipers on the kayak, but it was... Uh, there was long stretches in between where I wasn't catching wipers on the kayak. Basically, it was very early spring, and then super, super, I think early winter. Yeah, it was straight up winter. But basically, the time period in between then, I wasn't really catching them. I kind of want to you know, be more consistent more throughout consistent. the year. The, the secret bait works year-round. Yeah, the secret bait. Year-round? Year-round. Okay. Well, okay, maybe not through the ice. Maybe though I've never tried. I know we never tried that, but uh, we did. Well, I did pretty good through the ice last year. You did for sure. I didn't. I caught one, but then I had a lot of stuff going on. I didn't get after him a lot, but true. You had a baby. Duh. Had a baby. You had a new baby. Right. Oh, congrats! That took up a good chunk of the time. Thank you. Thank you. But um, yeah, spring wiper pretty. Pretty easy. They're so not fun. easy, but it's a lot slower pace. You know, you get into your midsummer bite. I'm in my boat. I am seeing them jump 100 yards that way, firing up the motor, going over, catching a couple, and then they're jumping 100 yards over here. You're constantly just chasing them in the summer. Right now, it's kind of a sit and wait. I don't understand how people, boat. like, don't... There's people out there that don't like them for whatever reason. Okay. We can jump into that. Go ahead. Finish your thoughts. It's like... like I don't understand. Like, how do people just not love going out and catching these things? I, if that's I, all we did from like now until ice fishing, even through the ice, if that's all, that's, if that's the only fish I could catch, I would not complain. Oh, at absolutely. All. I mean, I think pound for pound, I don't think there's an argument that they're the best fighting we fish. 
Exactly. Maybe in the United States. Right. Pound for pound. I mean, think of, I mean, gosh dang. I mean, they. Imagine if they got 50 pounds. Right. Like, like okay, so maybe pounds. a striper would be considered a little more. Well, pound from pound, what but. we've heard, uh, Spencer, he, um, he, he's caught like, you know, true stripers. Yeah. Said pound for pound, the hybrids fight harder. So, I mean, imagine if a hybrid got 50, 100 pounds. Right. It'd be insane. That would be insane, man. I think, honestly, like you're saying, why people don't like catching it as much. Um, I could be wrong, but I think it's because a lot of people think it tastes like dog shit. Well, you don't have to eat every fish you catch. No, I'm with That's you. That's the thing. I'm with you. I agree. You don't have to eat it. You just It's for the fun, for the sport of it. I get it. But I think a lot of people, you know, they, they, they love to go after walleye. Why? Because they love to eat it. A lot of people love to go after crappie. Crappie doesn't get that big, doesn't fight that hard. It's just, you know what I'm saying? But Basically, because, there's like five, six other fish if you're going to go out and to catch fish to eat, there's yeah. five, like five or six other fish Very that true. would taste better. Very true. But I think I think that kind of is the reason why people don't like targeting them as much. So I mean, I can I don't know. I, could I don't wrong. eat though, and I love yeah. I love catching. But them. I mean, I guess there are a lot of people that fish. Well, I don't know how many there is, but I know there are some people that fish just for food, not for the excitement of catching the fish, not yeah. for you know. So in that way, I mean, but in that regard. Why would you be so picky? You yeah, know, and if, why if wouldn't you want to catch a bigger food. fish? You get more meat. I don't know. That just doesn't make sense to me. How well, I want like turn away. I, I mean, know. Okay. but I know there isn't though. I watch guys in the summer. They'll see me fishing for them, see me catching them, and they just keep trolling for crappie, you know, or casting for bass. It's, it's what they like. Hey, it's their preference. It, That's true. People more like power whatever too. they like. Yeah. Exactly. But the, okay, so the thing is, I know you always say right that wipers taste like dog shit. Okay, I said it once. I said that once. Okay, very well. Once. So I'm going to have to show you how to eat or how to cook it. That's the thing. And I've told both of you about yes. this before. I'm like the, the basic white guy that just fries his fish all the time. Dude, spring rolls. They're pretty and good at spring rolls. Honestly, I need to branch out a little so, bit. I need to branch out. So the video that I did uh, with my wife, when she did the spring rolls with the walleye, which is that that's like extravagant in, in our culture. Like a walleye spring roll, that's like really top. I high high sounds great, but you can use the wipers. It, it works perfect. Um, if you get it catch, let's just say like a four, three to four pound wiper, it'd be perfect to do fish wrap, a fish now, fish spring roll like he was just. Can you do white bass too? Are they the same? Yeah. You can do any. You can do any fish. Because okay. because all you're doing is, I mean, you, you're, you're bake. I mean, you can fry the fish, but what we normally do is we put the herbs and everything. We bake it. And then you can, you know, broil it to give it a little bit of char in the skin. But you're not eating the skin anyway, so it doesn't right. care less. But so a lot of people ask, so do you eat the red meat part of it? I mean, this is my suggestion, my recommendation to anybody. When you're eating white bass or hybrid striped bass, never eat it after it's been frozen. Never eat it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Always try to eat it as fresh as you can. Because um, you lose kind of the flakiness once you freeze it. Is that what? That, no, the taste. The ta- and the taste, the, too. The taste is just not bad. Okay. It just once you freeze a fish and thaw it out, it just breaks down. Yeah, right. It just doesn't. Something right. you lose the flakiness. Yeah. It's more yeah. mushy. The only yeah. fish that I know frozen tastes almost exactly fresh is crappie. That would be the only. Yeah, I don't fish. know. I don't know. The thing is, you crappie, don't think so? To be honest, though, cra- do crappies really have that much of a taste? I do. They don't. No, they, don't. they do. I'm with you. I think on that's this why one. a lot they of people have, like it. They have a sweet. I think they have a little bit sweeter taste than a normal 
fish. Like, 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 you give me a white bass and a crappie, I can guarantee I can tell you the difference. Oh, for oh, sure. Of for sure. But, 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 you can just... the, not, but you can taste by the taste, too, because I think crappie has a little bit of distinct sweetness to it. You don't think so? Maybe it's just more... I think it's more... Uh, it's kind of like white rice. It takes on whatever flavors you put it put put it in. Like opposed how you to cook it, you like how you're cooking it or how you're prepping it. Yeah, how, how, however you cook it, like yeah. crappy, yeah. it yeah. kind of it's kind of like a blank slate or whatever. Right, it just takes on whatever flavors right. you put onto it. Versus like a white bass, it has you know sure. more of a stronger taste. So it has its own taste. Yeah, that's why you taste it more in like whatever dishes you make. Versus a crappie, which is kind of like neutral. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's why that's why crappie is like more more popular because it doesn't have that fishy taste there's right. like hardly any taste yeah it's hard there's in, no in my in my opinion it tastes like the seasonings that i put in the batter right it just takes on whatever taste True. or whatever flavors you put on it. the okay so for the hybrid strap bass though when you make it i highly recommend don't even flaying it and battering it and frying it i never eat hybrids that way ever i think that's the only way i've ever had them okay but I, that's just my opinion. But the way we do it, like I said, we, we normally I eat it either baked or grilled, and that's all. And then, and then once we do the cooking that way with the herbs and everything, then we either do it in a fish wrap or eat it with like sticky rice because there's a thing called it's called popping top. I don't know how to. It, it, it's it, you cut the fish in half and then you put a bunch of greens and herbs. It's basically just it. a, it's baked, a, a baked whole fish. Baked, yeah, right. That's what I was thinking, and. I prefer eating it that way with like sticky rice and it's just it's like it sounds great it's killer man see, have you had sticky rice hold on have you had sticky rice yet ever i don't believe see, so we're much. trying to Shit. learn right. ryan I, here. I don't believe i have you gotta learn them slowly i just need to be invited to a cookout dude if he has let's, sticky let's rice, catch some wiper I, I guarantee if he has sticky rice he, it'll change his life now what exactly I is sticky rice i know oh, we might be going sorry. off topic a little bit here, no, it's but, all right Give me, give me the lowdown on sticky rice. Because I might have had it. I mean, is it? Well, the, well, the reason why it's called sticky rice because it's you know quote unquote sticky, and you eat it right. with your hands. It's kind of like a, I think the scientific or whatever term is like glutinous rice. Yeah. Not to be confused with like gluten. Um, with, you know, people are like you know gluten. I'm gluten free. Yeah. It's like no, 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 no. I'm it's kidding. like it's I'm like kidding. it's like sweet it's sweet glutinous. It's like it's okay. not the same thing as like you know gluten free or whatever. It's so like if you're gluten free, I think you can eat sticky rice. Really? I think glutinous refers to like the consistency of it. Okay. So it's kind of like a man. The best way to describe like it is sticky rice. It's, it's it's rice that is yeah sticky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's right. and it's sweeter. It okay. is sweeter so than sweeter taste than, than regular jasmine rice, regular white rice. It's just like he just said, it, ha- it has a distinct taste to it. And it's a little bit sweeter. Like a lot of people that I've introduced it to, like well, they fr- never had it. Like a lot of pretty much white people that I've introduced it to. Dude, every white person that tasted sticky rice loved it. Yeah, we'll just put it that way. Yeah, to be I'm honest, sure I will. <laughs> I've, I've never had them go like, God, it was the worst rice I've ever had. Not a single one. Like, when can I get another round? Like, the one way to put it is, like... You guys uh, are making me hungry. Regular rice, it kind of crumbles or it's, like, super soft. Yeah. And it falls apart by each... All the grains. Uh, sticky rice, it kind of has, like, a like a bounce to it. Like, it, stay, it, keeps, it keeps its form. Okay. So, if you take a grain of sticky rice that's been cooked, you squeeze it a little bit, 
and it'll keep it'll keep its shape versus uh regular white rice if you squeeze it it kind of just crumbles and, apart and the crazy thing with the, the the sticky rice is that if you cook it right when you put it in your hand it doesn't stick to your hand yeah it sticks to each if other, you overcook it yeah. it'll be really really sticky then it's overly cooked yeah. but typically you... the way you eat it is sorry i put the beer on the <laughs> table but uh typically the way you eat it you hold it in your hand okay and you would think you know if something's sticky you don't want to touch it or whatever if it's not overcooked if you overcook sticky rice it's gonna be like super sticky and gooey yeah but if you, you do cook it right it, yeah if you cook it just right it's sticky enough where it holds together, but it won't like stick to your yeah. hands. And I'm okay. So if listeners are or watchers are listening, like, why are they talking about rice? Because you know what? It's the greatest compliment to fish. I shit you not. In in from from my culture, the way we eat fish and everything, it's the greatest compliment to to eating whether it's fried fish, baked fish. It doesn't even matter. So it just let matters. me ask you this, Ryan. Have you seen the videos where I make the uh, lettuce wraps? Yes. Dipping in the sauce with the noodles. Yep. Those. You gotta try that. <laughs> Man. Right. Everybody that I've introduced to those noodles. Migorang you haven't tried. Yeah, Migorang. Guess what my kids are eating tonight? Migorang? Yeah. Migorang eggs. Yeah. I'm oh, guessing. God. Great. Great. They those no- it's the best instant noodles you'll ever eat. You throw uh, you know, a couple pieces of fish in there. Doesn't matter what kind of fish it is. Maybe. Put it in like a piece of lettuce. Dude, it's so good. I actually got catfish in my fridge. That's what I was going to make tonight. But instead, you I'm here. You should have made it. We could have had it right here. I did. I know. I did. Hey, we might have to do an episode where we actually eat fish while we talk fish and drink beer. Please, please allow me so, to come back see, to that one. So what I've noticed with Ryan lately is uh, he's been branching out out of his comfort zone. Like with the catfish. Right. Like you want to explore more avenues of eating fish. And um, you know, I think that's really cool. Like, the more people that explore, especially if you want to dabble in, like, you know, my culture's food or whatever. Right. I think that's well, totally I see, awesome. Well, because I see your guys' videos. I see your pictures. And, like, I, was, I think I messaged both of you. Yeah. I caught a walleye a couple weeks ago. I went home and fried it. I'm like, it's just getting old. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's how a lot of people eat them. They don't usually branch out. Then I see your videos. I see your pictures. I see other people doing it this way. Other people doing it this way. And it just definitely somebody I want to kind of branch out. And experience something other than fried fish. I've tried baking it. That's about as crazy as and I then If catfish, right? Because my mom makes the like the greatest catfish soup. Like, oh my god, I'm telling you. And they eat that with the sticky rice, the catfish soup that my mom makes. So it sounds good. It's. Yeah, I just have no knowledge. Like I, I. And then people are like, you guys talking about sticky rice is like making my head spin. Like, dude, just, like sticky like, rice. You dip it in any sauce. It kind of soaks up the <laughs> sauce. Then you eat it. And it, oh man, it's so good. Yeah. Tell me when and where. This will be served, and I'll be there. We, we can do this. Dude, we can definitely do yeah, something. We can, yeah, we'll set something up. Yeah, right. We'll set something up. We can do it. It'll be fun. Actually, he could be the first time he ever tried sticky rice. We'll show it on video. You can record it on your channel, my channel. Going back to, uh, we kind of <laughs> went off the rails. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> I think we just had like a 20-minute conversation about sticky rice. But. All right. But like, with uh, there's certain ways you can eat fish, like for a uh, less... So, for a less so-called desirable fish, like a hybrid striped bass, if you eat it in like in the ways we've mentioned, mm-hmm. it isn't that bad. You barely taste the fish, really. Because mm-hmm. with the spring rolls, you got all those herbs, then you dip it in a sauce. All you taste is like the herbs, sauce, noodles, the wrap. And um, when versus compared to just frying it, you're just tasting the batter and the fish. The grease. Really. And the grease. Yeah, exactly. 
Now, I must say, when I did make the comment about how I thought wipers tasted, that was more geared towards that potty water and more of the conserving the population yeah, of to, said fish. Yeah, and I know said exactly lake. what you're doing. So, you're you trying know to what I mean? So, people from like taking a whole cooler home. Okay, so this is the thing too. Once the fish get to its like 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 wipers, when they get to a specific size, when I say size, like five pounds and above, it doesn't taste as great for sure. The way I see it, if you're gonna harvest wipers, if you can't eat all of it in one sitting, it's not worth it. Right. If you have to throw it in the freezer, like for me, keeping a two pound wiper, that's plenty for one meal. If I have to freeze the rest, it ain't worth it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I say, because I don't think white or hybrid striped bass tastes as good frozen. So like he was just saying, if you can't eat it in that that setting, you shouldn't have kept 10 of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Because once once you put it in the freezer and you come and cook it, like, ah. or you just end up tossing it because it gets freezer burn. So, I mean, at that point, you might as well keep just enough that you're going to eat that night or whatever. Right. I, and I'm not against agree. anyone keeping fish. No. Like, no. if they're legally taken, if they're in their limit, for sure. Absolutely no problem with it. I've just, I've seen the advantages of having a wiper population in lakes that have been killed off before because of shad populations. Yeah. And they do a great job of controlling them. I mean, if someone's keeping them out of the river, that's a different thing. But if they're, if they're put into a lake for a reason of managing the lake, I yeah, just... For the shad. For the shad. And I just love catching them so much. It's just, I guess it's a little bit of selfishness. I would just rather <laughs> see more of them You're in up. the lake. I would rather I would rather have you guys. I'd rather have everyone catch them and you know like true. I don't know. Yeah, Ryan is I'm, a little vocal when it comes to this <laughs> subject. I'm sure, but it's our local yeah. our local scene has you know. I'm kind of yeah. They've seen you're kind of uh, the what? Yeah. Spit it out. It's all right, man. It's okay, right? It's all right. Hey, you're trying to look out for the fishery. Exactly. Right. You're trying to help. Everybody. Like I keep it's fish right. as much as you. Know, like I've I kept a couple of huge batches of crappie through the ice this year. I've kept some walleye this spring. Mm-hmm. So I'm not against anyone keeping fish. Like I said, I just I look at it from more of a a standpoint of helping the lake not get killed off again. Well, okay. For lack of better words. All right, like here, I'm gonna. It, this is a kind of a controversial. Uh, I think oh, it'll what? be kind of controversial, anyways. So, like, I saw recently, um, people were on Facebook. They were talking about shad. Some guy mentioned that uh, he mentioned that he wanted to buy live shad, and people were chiming in. You can't do that, can yeah. you? No, you can't. Like, yeah. well, for one, you can't possess live shad, so nobody's gonna sell live shad because it's illegal to even possess it. Right. And then, you know people were talking about they'll kill lakes off just to get rid of the shad that's why you don't want to transport shad if shad gets into a certain lake they'll kill off the lake because shad just take over and people were you know like that doesn't make any sense because shad are natural and blah 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 like in these certain lakes you know they don't do anything there but i think they're referring to like the big impoundments like red rock Sarahville. McBride, Rathman, whatever. Yeah. I think, well, for one, the Corps of Engineers owned those, owns those lakes. So I don't know how much say the DNR would have like in that regard. And second, these lakes that are getting taken over for uh, with Shad, and then the DNR is putting these wipers in to kind of help mitigate that problem. Yep. My thoughts is, I, I hope, I'm pretty sure like our DNR buddies are listening. <laughs> Here's my thoughts on it. 
So I get it. You're stocking wipers to kind of help control these shad populations. But at the same time, you're letting people take as many wipers as they want. It kind of like defeats the purpose to me. I mean, they obviously know more than all three of us do combined. They, so, sure. I mean, they sure. see there the data. must be some sort of data, like you're saying that. But I don't know. And then they they, they try to strike a balance between us th- us three vocal fi- hardcore fishermen versus what the data actually shows. Right. And like before I, before we started doing this podcast, um, the whole social aspect never occurred to me. Mm-hmm. For example, the crappie limit. That's purely social. You know, there's a you know, group of vocal fishermen like us three, like, oh, people are taking too much crappies. And I guess after a certain after a certain amount of time, but okay, you know, we'll just satiate these guys by saying, Okay, everybody only twenty three or twenty five, sorry. I have a side question for you guys. With the implement of all the new technology, live scope, panoptics, all this, do you think there needs to be some sort of a change on the limit of panfish, especially crappie. Okay, so is this new technology decimating populations, especially of panfish like crappie and bluegill? There's been studies. There's actually been a couple studies. Has there? Okay. Yes. And basically short answer is no. For the average fisherman. I'm working on that. Cross your fingers and we can get the the person who's working on that study. For the average angler, it doesn't make it a difference. Yeah. Okay. For the average angle, like someone like me or you, sure, we'll we'll probably end up, you know, catching our limits or whatever, you know, every other time, maybe. maybe. But like the average angler, um, they basically say it's a wash. So, but they haven't done a study with somebody who's like a proficient semi, I wouldn't even say semi-pro or pro fisherman or anything, but like somebody who's like really... Sorry into it they haven't done a full study on that but like he just said they did they did this study where just an average normal joe fishing didn't make a damn see but the thing is what they said that's basically who man i can't think of the words now (laughs) but he they they did say the average joe fisherman is like you know 80 percent 90 90 percent of you know of people that are buying the licenses yeah. versus like someone like me and you were like the 10%. And then you gotta, you gotta keep this in mind too. The 10% n- know better than to keep every limit. Yeah, and all the, the, the 10% time. is more, they're more conscious exactly. about keeping so, their right. limits. Away. So the 90% that. So you don't, don't see any negativity, anything negative about the advancement of the technology at, as it comes to fish populations. We've had see, this that's a different question. Yeah, that's a different question. <laughs> But I, I don't think it has, uh, I don't think having live scope and all the, the great technology, I don't think it's going to really affect, honestly, the population of the fish. See, I think it depends. Like, if the average Joe, like, figures it out. Then that's different. That's they're what not I'm saying. saying. And, like, how many percentage of anglers have that kind of technology right now? Maybe 10%, maybe. Right. But once the average Joe gets it in their hands. That's what. And I'm then they, and let's say they start increasing their mm-hmm. catches. All of, all of a sudden, let's say 40% of the average anglers is catching, you know, their limits every other time. But then they're not even a norm, normal Joe at that point. If they're fishing all the time to catch limit. Then. Right. But then their percentage, their, the percentage of them is bigger now is what I'm trying to say. So 
we won't. I don't think you. That's it's a that's a dark hole. Yeah, it a is deep a, yeah. dark but hole. But you wouldn't even but... know until like another couple of years, right? Obviously, right. See, like if the technology is in everybody's hands, I think hands down, more fish are going to be caught. So, ah, so I'm, I'm wondering in the future if anything's ever going to have to be done to kind of mitigate. I don't technology. But, you know, but like right now, out. the attachment rate for uh, like live scope to uh, the whatever total anger population, like you said, it might be like ten percent, but once. Once that technology gets cheaper and cheaper, let's say, awesome, forty percent of anglers have that technology. Uh, then it right. might make a difference. Have you guys caught more fish since upgrading to this new technology? I know all three of us have it now. I know you're the you're the fancy guy. With yeah, he's super fancy. Me and you just still got the pin optics. Yeah. But in I general, the, do you think you guys have caught more fish? Has it made you a better angler? I think I have caught from the technology. I don't think I've caught more. I think but I'm how not, do you know? You know, unless you track every single fish, you know, every time you catch. Right. Like, let's but say, I, I generally think, speaking, do you think I, you... I think I've caught more now? On this is me being me, is because I've gone out more and gotten a little bit better. I don't think it's because of the technology. The technology to me makes it fun, makes it more enjoy on the ice, makes it more enjoyable on a kayak, makes it more enjoyable. But how but, do you know it's not because of the technology? That's don't. another question. The, the, only way, okay. the only way I could do that is if I, honestly, if I do 10 trips out with no technology, 10 trips out with technology. Well, you don't even have to go as far as no technology. Just take a flash. A flasher, a standard. That would be the only way. We got to, you have to do that. There's a video for you guys next year. We got to do a test, like 10 or 20, whatever, this way, nothing. 10 or 20 with Everything you want to use and but see how you do. Here's the thing is, with the flasher, one thing I noticed, I, I got live scope. And I'll, uh, I'll jig out of a certain hole and I'll dead stick like a hole maybe three feet to my left. Mm-hmm. I know exactly with the live scope when a fish is coming up to it versus a flasher. I'm only seeing what's directly yeah. beneath me. Yeah. And with the live scope, when I see that fish coming up to my dead stick, you know, three, four feet away. I'm ready. Yeah, but versus a flasher, you know, you just we don't know. The... You don't know when a fish is coming up mm-hmm. to that dead state, and the dead state is that's just a bonus fish regardless. But and a lot of times you don't catch that fish on the bonus line, your dead state. It's because you're not paying attention. You don't see what's going on. You're right on that because I think uh, a couple times this year on the ice, I, even using the pan optics, you're right. I saw a fish coming over here. It was you know obviously up high. And I was bouncing off the bottom, right? But then because seeing that on the flasher, that, you know, it's it's about 10 feet higher, right? I brought up my lure 10 feet higher. And you can be prepared. Be prepared, yeah. like you know yeah, saying. You can anticipate and the I, bite. Yeah. Because sometimes if you can't anticipate the bite, you can't be there to set the hook. Yeah. Sometimes it's they bite late. it, that's it. You you lost your chance. Very true. With the live scope, it's like scenarios like that, yeah. I think is where it really shines. Because... Uh, I haven't released those videos yet. <laughs> Next winter, where uh, I have uh, a how to catch vipers <laughs> and catfish. <laughs> I haven't released them yet because I'm going to save them for next winter. Okay. I got a dead stake, and I I know there's nothing beneath me, and I know something's coming out to my dead stake. So I'm ready. I'm like, I'm there. Like, there's a fish coming out to my dead stake. And then as soon as it hits, I'm there to set the hook versus a flasher. You don't know if there's a fish over there or not. Right. It's so you think you've caught more? You think that has made you uh, this a more proficient? Season, 
this past Anger. season, I think so. Like it helps me put me in spots exactly yeah. where I want to be because uh, I was just gonna say I think it has helped me find structure more than it has fish. Yep. True. But in this state, it seems like if you can find a big brush pile in the middle of winter, there's gonna be crappie on it. Yeah. And before you had just been drilling, and you have to what? You have like a little five foot area below your hole. You'd have to drill over it to find out right where that is. This I can scan around, find yeah. the brush. It's so much easier. So I think it helps me. Fish. Yeah, it helps me find spots better. Yeah. Not necessarily maybe fish, but fishing spots better. Yeah, yeah. which in turn leads to more fish, yeah. which in turns me being more proficient angler. It helps you find the spot on the yeah. spot. I, yeah. Okay, but the question is, do you think it? Are they gonna have to? But how can you even regulate? I'm just saying. I, I, I was. My real question was: Will it affect fish populations in the near future, or the future to where we will have to? We'll have to do the podcast maybe in five years to see where we're at. Right. I you think. Know what I'm saying? I think once the attachment rate gets higher, then maybe, maybe. something to consider. But but you also have to keep in mind, like crappies and those types of bluegills and stuff. I mean, they reproduce like mad. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like I don't think it will affect it too much in that sense. Um, but if they don't, re- I, I guess size would, might might be the one. You know what I'm saying? Like you can you can find the bigger sizes, but I don't know, man. Because I think they reproduce so well. It depends who has the technology. Right? Yeah. But like I said, yeah. as more average Joes that you know they they're out there to keep whatever they catch. As more of those guys get this technology, and if they start catching more because of this technology, that Ooh. means they're keeping more because you know they're out there to keep fish. I'll see if I can get that gentleman that did the, the study. That would be everything. really awesome. Because I, I know he did it just with the regular Joes. Like yeah, like think. just average dudes. You know, yeah. they're not like hardcore fishermen. So it was more of a study of just the fishermen themselves. They just basically followed. No, they they had they literally sent out a whole weekend with these guys. With uh, half the team had the uh, a live scope. Okay. Half the team didn't. And then they they, and they, and then they flipped. It. Yeah. Oh, okay. And and they figured out like. Nobody caught more. They caught hmm. about the same. Or it, it was just, it, it was a wash. Nice. Okay. So I've never but, seen that study. But but he also did mention um, they didn't do it with somebody like you say, like if like Kit had it versus not having it. Like somebody who's proficient using right. the technology or proficient fishermen, they didn't do that test yet. Yeah. So if you did a test with them, then we can see. Here's the vibe sure. I get. Like the D, like fisheries, they want to cater to the eighty. 90% of people versus, you know, the Ryan Likens or the fishing kids of the world. Same with Hawkeye Bassin. <laughs> yeah, right, Hawkeye Bassin. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> right. You know, it's, you know. it's, it's true. But it's, it's interesting. I'll, I'll see if we can get the guy. It'd be really cool to kind of see what he really found because um, it, was, it was like a 10, 15-minute uh, interview they did, like we heard on the podcast. It's Iowa Dean, our podcast. Go check that out, by the way, guys. Yeah. Uh, he was on there. I, I forgot it was at January or February, I think, whatever the case. They did that podcast, so it was nice. pretty cool. We'll see if we can get that guy. I think he's down in Kansas, too. Was it Kansas? I think so. I'll see if I can. I'll talk, I'll talk to our hookup and see if we can. It's funny because uh, people think the camera's looking that way. We'll see if we can get the like, mind. Oh. It'd, it'd be pretty cool to, to kind that of. That would pick, be cool. Yeah, pick their minds a little bit more and see if they can do something like that. Like, like Kit was saying, like, dude, we'll, we'll vo- he'll volunteer. Yeah, he said, I'll, uh, I'll be a taste tester. Jeff Kapaska, the, yeah. de- uh, the fisheries uh, biometrician, I was like, hey, after they put out that podcast, I was like, hey, if you need, you know, if you want to do some kind of 
live skill study here. Let me know. Right here. Right, right. Yeah, me too. For sure. For sure, man. But no, no. I, I, you know, it's just, we'll see. I think, honestly, in regards to the technology, what the effects live scope and pan optics, all that's going to have, won't know for another five years, five to 10 years, because then you'll see. It's relatively new. Yeah. The attachment rate is pretty low. What's for the average fisherman? How long ago did uh, live scope come out? A year and a half? I'd say three, three years years ago. Two, two or three, and not everybody can afford that shit. Exactly, that's why I'm saying the yeah. attachment rate well, for the average fisherman, they don't have live scope. Us, the live scope people are like, well, people with money for one, and then like guys like us that like think it's worth the investment. Right, right. Like, you know, we make a few sacrifices to uh, right have a less have a couple less of these yeah. put that money away <laughs> yeah. and get yourself. And then there's the you know guys with tons of money like oh I just want the latest and greatest so I'll just get whatever. I do think, though, with the competition between all these different companies, that the price point on these live imaging units are going to start going down. It'll be like plasma TVs back in the early 2000s. Well, for I mean, instance, we kind of well, we said that for the past year now, price hasn't gone down yet. But no, I think what, LVS 32 has gone down. That's uh, right. How much did that go down by though? Like a couple hundred bucks, isn't it? Bucks. I think it's like twelve hundred now. Because I'm looking at getting one now. Finally, the LVS Making thirty-two. Yep. Well, you can just all you need to do is just switch out the. I would need the black box too. Yeah, he still need needs the black box, box. Yeah. and the transducer. So he's yep. looking at twelve hundred bucks. Or used, you can get it for like under a grand now. Right. I see people selling it for under a thousand. So what if I knew a guy that was selling his for like a thousand or something? Is this guy seated to the left of me? <laughs> no, I'm not even considering because <laughs> even if I sold it, my. Uh, uh, LVS 32 plus the GLS 10, which is the black box for yeah. LiveScope. So with LiveScope, for those that don't know, there's basically two parts to it. There's the transducer part, and then there's the what they call the black box, the GLS 10. It's kind of like the brains. It does all the processing and stuff. Um, recently, Garmin's come out with a new improved transducer, the LVS 34. They call it LiveScope Plus. Um, the GLS 10, that's still there. That's still like kind of the brains behind behind everything. It's kind of like a refined version of the LVS 32. I think that's why it's still called the LVS 30, whatever, 34. That's what it is now. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a incremental upgrade, kind of cleans things up a little bit, better target separation. That's kind of like the new thing. I don't know. Like Even though I sold it for a thousand bucks, I'm still looking at investing 700 more dollars on top of that because it's 1700 for the black box and the transducer and if you're asking why don't i just sell the the transducer well there's no market for it like for someone that doesn't have the black box right they they're not gonna just buy the transducer yeah so there's there's no market just for the lvs 32 so i would have to sell the whole thing and then basically buy the uh, the new the LifeScope Plus all together. That's the only rate. That's that's really the only way to go about it. Very Unless true. I'm just gonna disregard the transducer and just you know maybe if I had to maybe I could run two transducers. <laughs> LVS 34 and 32. That's gen- ladies and gentlemen that comes from a guy who doesn't have a wife, <laughs> right? Or kids? Or kids? That that would veto that like spontaneously instantly right <laughs> I hear you there. but that's a good idea do it but still if <laughs> i just, just upgraded 
only the transducer. That's like twelve hundred bucks yeah. just for the transducer. Very true. Money. Um, man, it's been fun, guys. Uh, you got anything else for Ryan, guy? We've been talking for a while. It's been so we just went down a rabbit hole. Well, yeah, we went down a rabbit hole. That's there. okay. Sticky rice and then right. life skills. Sticky rice and, and life skills. Hey, it's it's crucial. Those are crucial things in the fishing world that a lot of people need to hear and know about. Yeah. Well, for me, I just want Ryan to keep like exploring these new avenues of well, food, catfish. Yeah. I want to go catfishing with you again right. if you're up for it. I do. I do. I think. <laughs> well, oh, you just can't go again. tomorrow, can you? Oh. Can you go Saturday? No, I can't go tomorrow. Saturday. But, uh, Are you sat busy Saturday? I, is it going to snow again? No, it's supposed to be like tomorrow's weather. I think. Windy? Weekend. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't looked. I want to get you on the dragging for catfish bite. Like the, the drifting? Yeah, the drifting, dragging. I boat. got the boat. Let's yeah. go. Anytime. Would you just need to get some more rod holders, I think. Because if, if we do like three rod holders for each person, or even two. Let's say two rods for me, two rods for you. Can we just get that set up in your boat somehow? Like, dude, we could just go hit some shallow flat on a big reservoir. Freaking freaking nail catfish all day. That's my one of my favorite ways to catch catfish. You basically don't have to do anything. You just drift, and the fish just hook themselves. All you gotta do, all you gotta do is reel. Sounds boring, but just seeing those rods like oh yeah, going crazy. Like oh man, so exciting. Hopefully I can get out. I haven't been out. Can't wait to fish. It's been sucking, man. I've been itching. Man. But anyways, um, Hawkeye Bassin, when are you coming? Oh back? yeah, last when last, or if? Last question from us. When or when? if? So I've thought about it multiple times. I've taken the cameras out, got home, and just didn't have the drive to edit. Um, you just got to get past that first video. I have two kids now, which is harder. And honestly, towards the end of doing YouTube, it it kind of made fishing less fun, mm. if that makes any sense. The added work, the ad, the added hours after fishing, it got to a point where it made fishing less fun, and I didn't yeah. like that. So I kind of got away from it. I had some other problems, so I had my hard drive go out on my computer. Um, as you guys know, I had one of my last videos, I came home and had no audio. Mm for the whole day you know it was a great video I had no audio because I didn't have my stupid adapter plugged into the GoPro right yes this happens all the damn time or you GoPro needs to fix that they don't need like I don't know what they are now last uh, last GoPro I had was the Hero 5 and it had some little thing you plug into the GoPro but then you plug your mic into that so you have three separate connections if one of those is just tweaked a little bit you have no audio so it just became kind of frustrating um, less fun and then you're kind of edging that line when you're giving away your spots technically too i know both of you are good about this but there are a lot of other youtubers that will literally broadcast their spot where they're at what they're using and then i've heard these people (laughs) complain about not catching as many fish a year later it's like well you led a hundred people to your spot so it just became more of a job you know i I never want to look at fishing as a job i want to look at fishing as a hobby as a getaway from you know, every, everything else yeah. everything else in your life so i want not having kids that brings up a whole new thing is i want to have those memories with the kids so maybe my okay. son did go ice fishing a lot this year he loves it i wish i would have some of that stuff on video so maybe when they're a little bit older i start fishing with them as more of a personal memory thing maybe i'll come back 
okay. with them. So at least I can have some videos with them. But I don't know. I just I got to a point where I valued fishing and fun more than worrying about making videos. I respect yeah. that, man. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's something that's... If your heart's not in it, it's yeah. not worth it. I mean, it, it was fun, but it became more of a job. Yeah. It made fishing feel like a job, and that's never a good thing. Nope. You know. When it takes away from something that you love and you have a huge passion for... Right. I agree that it's like, eh. And I get it. I, I mean, I have moments like... Like this week, like, I was at a point like, man, am I going to go record a video? Or, you know, just to record a video. I'm just like... Man, I, I told you, like, man, I probably just won't even do a video this week. It is what it is. It's like, that's an important thing. Don't ever burn yourselves out, both of you. Like, don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't ever make it a hassle. Yeah. You like, yes. if, if you don't like, or if you don't feel like filming a video, you just want to go fishing, just go fishing. True. I felt the pressure that every single time that I went fishing, I had I to have my drone case with me. I had to have my GoPro with me. I had to have my DSLR camera with me. And. Yeah. It was just a little overwhelming. Yeah, I'm at the point where, um, like, the big cameras, I don't even mess with the big cameras. It's too much of a hassle. Right. Like, it's like, I liked your setup there, night. You had a GoPro. Yeah. And you had a mic. Yeah, GoPro, And that was it. Mic. The problem, you know, like, for me, if I'm fishing, I'm recording. I'm, I'm, I'm at a point where, you know, I like doing it. Like, if I'm going fishing, I might as well just record. That's how I feel. Right. But, as you witnessed last time, uh, the audio. The audio. I have a GoPro Hero 5. What he mentioned earlier. You got to hook up this thing to this other thing and plug your mic into it. And if everything's not perfectly in sync, your, no audio. your audio sucks. Like, it's not it's not even to a point where, okay, my audio, is, eh, it's there. Yeah, I can use it. It's just either, it's yeah, it's just like ass. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't use it. You can't make a video out of it. Yeah. And I understand. I totally get that point because... That one day, I was like, oh, my God, dude, like, my audio sucks. Right. Like and I said, man. It, it, like, days like that really bring you down. So, see, that brought you down while you were fishing. You were having yeah. a good time until that happened. Yeah, exactly. And that wouldn't have happened if you weren't making a video. That's how I That's how I ended up getting me. Just, right. I'm, I'm not quite there yet, and that's happened a few times. The last few times I went out, I was like, oh, man, this sucks. It's like, I don't even want to fish anymore. <laughs> right. So I think a lot of people that don't make videos, they don't realize, like, how much work it actually is. Like, yeah, you guys both know. Especially, I mean, you guys, you're you're doing your own videos and this podcast. Very it true. takes up a lot of time, and it's a lot of work. Yeah, and like you said, I, I was just talking to the, the wife this week, and she's just like, no, don't even stress it. Don't worry about it. Eh, I'm not. I like, yeah, literally don't. I, mean, I really don't. I'm just like, I, I love doing this podcast. It's, it's an easy edit for us. We really right. don't really cut much. Okay, let me ask you this. All right, let, let's say this week. You haven't been fishing, so you might not have a video this week. Yeah. So would that make you mad more versus you go out, you have like a dope-ass day, <laughs> and you go home like, yes, I'm going to have a dope-ass video, then you upload or you, you know, upload your uh, footage and then your audio, like no, that that would be that 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 takes the cake, because you had you know you had that. I already know I didn't have a video. I didn't get a chance to go out right. and fish. Versus I went out, killed it, smashed it, and then shit, you can't even use it. So you would rather just not fish at all versus going out because have a good day and then like oh I can't even make a video out of it. I mean that's heartbreaking, 
I mean, I would, I would love to be able to go out and fish. But it brings you down. Like, so, yeah, so much. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's the thing. That's what you're saying. Yeah, it just brings you so far down. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not, it's not the end of the world when that happens. No. But it's really right. frustrating. You spend it all is. this effort yes. taking the camera stuff out. Yeah. And then to come home and have. But, yeah. Like, yeah you just, when you're just not fishing, you're kind of low already. So you can't go much. <laughs> right. You can't go down much more. Thanks, Kit. But versus. <laughs> You know, you go out, you have like a pretty damn good day. So you're kind of up up here. You guys can't see in the video, but I'm like raising my hand all the way up. And then when your audio sucks, you sunk down even lower past where where you didn't even go fishing. So maybe there will be comeback. That's to answer your question. Cool. The right, the right, maybe this summer. All right. Maybe this summer. Maybe I'll shoot for that. I'll I'll announce it right now. Hawkeye Bass and come out of retirement. Okay. Summer 2022. There we go. Dude, let us know. Let we're going to hold it against yeah, you. We're going to hold it. It's, we're in, gonna have a, it's in writing right yeah. now. We're going to have an episode about live scopes and sticky rice. There we go. We, yeah, it could be the one. The, your, your comeback episode could be oh, when we're with you. Maybe right. we can use the secret bait. We catch, use the secret bait to catch a wiper and to go make go, sticky rice. There you right. go. And, and make with, sure that our mics are plugged in in all the 17 different spots. Yeah. There's like a million things that need to go right. Yeah. We need to go well, out. Well, the fish has got to bite. Yeah. We <laughs> right, we're forgetting the, the most that's, important that's part of the whole important. video and the most, yeah. All these things have to come together. All right. The perfect storm. Hawkeye Bass in 2022. And our schedules have to line up, too. There that's we go. Nice we'll make it happen. That, too. I'll make it happen. We'll, we'll make it happen. For me, my schedule is kind of whatever, but it'll be fun. We, we'll make it happen, guys. But uh, other than that, man, thanks, Ryan, for Absolutely. Thanks for having us. me on, guys. You have a great podcast. I, I enjoy watching all the episodes and... I'm glad to finally get here with you guys and hope we'll be back soon. Thanks, oh, man. Definitely happy, appreciate man. you having or you having you having us. <laughs> you, you coming man, on here. How many beers did you got? Uh, two. All right, let's go get and another one. I have one to here. like take a piss really bad. Right. So I'm like trying to. There we go. Uh, but I keep talking. Anyways, I know. All right, guys. Try to end it, but this guy keeps talking. But uh, other than that, man, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. We'll, we'll have you back pretty soon. Um, other than that, man, thank you everybody for listening, man. Appreciate it. Don't forget, check out. Fishing Kits YouTube channel. Check out Mom Pop Fishing, even though I don't have a video this week. Even check this guy out. Hawkeye Bassett. Hawkeye Bassett. He's coming back. He he committed. So. Summer 2022. There we go, guys. Oh, and one more thing. Sorry. Go ahead. Find the secret bait in Kits' video. Secret bait. Yep. It is. Secret bait. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll have a pretty cool giveaway. So find that secret bait. Go through all his videos. Go find it, guys. Till next time.